we try to make it fun. We do a three by three bingo card. This is not very like, you know, this is not very scientific. You get three, you get three rows with a, a free space in the middle. We're trying to hit bingo, right? We're trying to do it. We usually have a couple spots that are really hard to hit. At least one, you know, one line that's really one row. I should say that's that's tough. Uh, but the rest are are very possible. And I think have we hit bingo? We've we've got a bingo twice, right? We're two for two with bingos. I believe so. I know, like the first time that we did our bingo card, it was uh, legendary because that was the Justin Fields draft. Yes. Welcome to the show. Ryan O'Leary here, along with Alyssa Barbieri. It's the Bears Wire podcast. We're powered by the USA Today Network and available wherever you get your podcasts. And we've reached our draft preview episode, Alyssa. Are you ready for this? I am so ready. I am so, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. I'm so sick of all of the pre-draft stuff at this point that, and all the speculation, especially now that the Bears traded the first pick. And, you know, that's not really a question. We're not waiting for it anymore. But I am just, I just want to get to the draft and, you know, see this new crop of Bears uh, that are going to join the team and, and see what they're going to do at number nine. Because, you know, it's been a lot of speculation about that. And I'm just ready for it to get done. <laughs> I read all the mock draft stuff. I do. But uh, by this time of year, by April, it's like enough of this already. You know, en- enough. It gets a little crazy. It gets a little crazy. There's only so much you can bang your head against the wall. Uh, when in reality, we don't know what they're going to do. <laughs> we don't know what the Bears are going to do. We don't know what Ryan Poles is going to do. Uh, now, he already traded the first overall pick in the draft to the Panthers for like a haul, Alyssa, ahead of the start of free agency. But there's all this chatter about how he might not be done how the Bears are open for business, quote unquote. You had that article on Bears Wire, you know, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we've heard, you know, in recent recent days that the Steelers are rumored to be discussing openly with the Bears about coming up from number 17 if a player like Jalen Carter is on the board. So I think the number one question on all of our minds right now is like, what's Ryan going to do? Because we have we have no idea what Ryan Poles is going to do. Yeah, no, that's the thing. And I mean, when you kind of listen to all the reports that have been coming out, at this point about, you know, the Bears looking to trade back from number nine, you know, that's not by accident. You know, that's basically Ryan Poles' way of being like, okay, hey, number nine pick, you want it? Make me make me a good offer, right? Because also when you look at the position that the Bears are at, right, you know, they're right inside the top 10, but probably not unless something, you know, depending on what happens with the board and the run of quarterbacks, not in a position where, I don't know, maybe Jalen Carter's available or like a Tyree Wilson is available. So like you, yes, they'll probably have their pick of offensive tackle, but you can afford to trade back there and get additional picks and still get a top guy. So, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how Ryan Poles maneuvers this because we talked about it a lot, right? I mean, Ryan Poles is the man of mystery, you know, right? You know, he, it's really interesting and fun to watch him work and to see what he does and how he can be so transparent, but at the same time, he's not, you know, giving away what he's doing, right? He's not showing anyone his cards. So it'll be interesting to see how Ryan Poles uh, maneuvers the first round because we've seen that he's someone that he loves to trade down and acquire additional picks. He, he values the number of picks. He also values, obviously, the prospect. But if there's a scenario where he can trade down and still get a top guy of his and get additional draft capital, especially because they only have one pick in the top 50, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, we're speculating because there's so many different things that he can do, right? You know, I think something that I feel like there's a few scenarios that could really pan out. Two of them have to do with trading back. And I think that if someone, if Jalen Carter 
or Tyree Wilson somehow get there to or fall to number nine, I think that we'll see him make that move. Otherwise, I could see them attempting to trade back with, like you said, maybe the Steelers or depending on if any quarterbacks fall, because Adam Schefter, I think, appeared on a show this uh, this week and was talking about how with the run of quarterbacks, it's not going to go as high as everyone thinks. Right. And it could be kind of later on in the first or in the top 10 picks. So then you're if you're the Bears, you're in a prime position where you could get other teams that would want to trade up and get not just one of the top guys, but maybe there's a couple still on the board. Maybe Anthony Richardson is still there at number nine and you can get somebody that wants to move up for him. So I do think that a couple of the scenarios are, I, I think at this point that Ryan Poles is going to look to trade back because they're in that position. But again, it all depends on how the board falls. <laughs> number nine is going to be so fascinating and we're going to dig into it here uh, throughout our draft preview episode it's going to end with our third annual draft bingo card Alyssa. it's one of our this is one of our favorite things we do kind of came out of nowhere uh, three years ago uh, we just decided let's do it let's do something you came up with it and i just i fell in love with the idea we came up with a, a bears bingo card basically ripping on matt Nagy and ryan pace uh and then ryan pace trades gets Justin Fields and we're all singing his praises and it was the best thing he ever did right so uh that was when the uh the Bears bingo card was born and we've continued the tradition and we're going to bring it back here we'll get to that a little bit later in the program but yeah speaking of how this draft could fall early on in terms of where the Bears are at now you know obviously being at number nine uh and the run on quarterbacks like so literally as we were recording or starting our recording for this show Alyssa you're in the middle of a mock draft with the USA Today wire sites, right? You All the editors get together. I think you guys do it on, what do you do it on, Slack or Teams or something like that? Yeah, we do it on like a Google Doc. It's all professionally. There it is. Okay, the Google Doc. Like, that's that's very Trying to make it as smooth as possible. So, so literally, you all go through the process of a mock draft and you can do trades and all of this stuff. And so just like you were just talking about it like in real time with me, but I think we finally have made our first pick. but. What presented itself for you when it got to number nine? What decisions were you making? Let's let's talk about it right now. Yeah, it's interesting because I'm looking at it right now and, you know, kind of watching how the beginning of the draft fell, you know, quarterbacks went one, two, three, the Colts moved up one spot with the Cardinals. And then I was like, okay, we're going to see a run of defensive picks probably here. And my first thought was, is is Jalen Carter going to fall? Because there've been a lot of mock drafts recently um, like I think from ESPN or the athletic is one of the most recent Dane Brugler where he had J- Jalen Carter falling to nine and the bears taking him. So that was my first thing. I'm like, if, if Jalen Carter's there, I'm going to take him. Um, he went to the Seahawks at five. So I'm like, okay, well he's off the board. I'm like, well, obviously offensive tackle is a position. That's one that I've been thinking of going into this. I was like, my first pick is going to be address the defensive line or tackle. And then I was kind of like, well, there are two top cornerbacks because like we forget too that Ryan Poles isn't someone that's going to prioritize need if there is a top option available. So if someone like Devin Witherspoon or Christian Gonzalez is one of his blue players and he is, and one of them are still there at nine or both, uh, you know, would he go for go cornerback? And I definitely think that's an option. So when I've been, we've, this is our fourth mock draft. So we've been doing a few of them and each time I try to do a different scenario, uh, the last one I took Jalen Carter, I'd taken a couple tackles before that. With this one, I was going to be like, okay, if one of these top cornerbacks falls to the Bears, I'm going to go with one of them. And then both of them went 6-7, right, to the Lions and Raiders. And then I'm like, oh, wow, wait, wait, Tyree Wilson is still on the board. He's my top edge guy uh, behind Will Anderson, who will not be there. 
And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Wilson if he's there. And then, Oh, then he goes right to the Falcons one pick before. And so then I tried to see if there's anyone that was willing to trade up. Right. You know, uh, unfortunately, cause we, we heard about with, you know, the Steelers and maybe they want to trade up uh, whether it's a tackle or for Jalen Carter, uh, didn't get any offers from, for uh, a trade up outside of the Texans. Um, but then that kind of fell through, uh, the terms didn't work out. So Ended up staying put at nine and, and taking Paris Johnson from Ohio State, getting Justin Fields his left tackle, someone he's familiar with who trusts. I think Paris Johnson is the best tackle in this class, so I feel very confident uh, and, and and very satisfied with the pick. I mean, there's very little that Ryan Poles could do with that first pick that would make me angry. Uh, so I mean, I I feel I I'm I'm feeling very satisfied coming away with this mock. Yeah, that's a good one, and and that's a scenario that could very easily play out on Thursday night, right? Where the bears are sitting there at number nine overall, and they have their pick of all the tackles, right? And, and cause Paris Johnson's the first tackle to go in this mock that you're talking about, right? On the, on the wire sites. Yes. Okay. So you could, so is it Ohio state's Paris Johnson? Is it Northwestern's Peter Skaronsky? Is it Broderick Jones from Georgia, the Darnell Wright kid from Tennessee? Like whoever is on the top of the bears board, they could be the team that starts to run on offensive tackles. That's very possible which is kind of a cool thing at number nine overall, right? That doesn't always happen. Uh, you know, tackles tend to, you know, fall off the board pretty early in drafts, but you know, this one's kind of wild with, you know, as you said, the quarterbacks potentially going off the board, filling in those top 10 spots, you know, guys are going to, the top edge rushers are going to go top corners. Maybe a, I don't think a wide receiver might go in the top 10 this year, but it's a very real situation where the bears could find themselves at number nine and they could have their pick of all the offensive linemen. Alyssa, and I think in that case, that could be a tough one for uh, Poles to uh, give up if he could say, I could have my number one offensive tackle and start that run. You know, when you're talking about, you'll get different teams calling, maybe offering trades, but you have that ability to make that pick and, and pick your guy, you know, your number one offensive tackle. Ooh, man, if I think if the Bears are in that exact spot and it could happen, that might be tough to pass up. I think just like you did in your mock, I think. I could see them staying put and taking their guy if no tackles have been off the board yet. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, by the way, I find it um, very fun trying to be Ryan Poles here because I'm trying to think like him while also realizing that I have no idea how he's thinking. <laughs> That's <laughs> Aside impossible. from the yeah. fact that he probably wants to trade back. So I was like, I got to do it. That was my scenario in this mock that I was trying to do was to move back and then get somebody. But, you know, that didn't work at, the, at this point. But I could definitely see that happening on draft night, especially if you, like you said, the Bears could have their, their pick up top tackle right and if Paris Johnson's it you know then you go out and get him but if the gap between one and two or one and three is not significant then maybe you do feel comfortable trading back and going out and getting Skaronsky or or Broderick Jones or Darnell Wright so I definitely think that if the Bears are at nine and they stay at nine and the pick is tackle I think it has to be Paris Johnson and I think that if they trade back that Darnell Wright and Broderick Jones would probably be on the board kind of love that he's a former teammate of Justin Fields. I think that kind of yeah. it just makes makes perfect sense and it's it's a nice way to go about it. But I think like the big story and you hit on this uh is the Jalen Carter piece to this, right? And if he's still there at number 9 because he is plummeting on draft boards because he is has off the field stuff going on and just for folks that, you know, can't remember or, or don't feel like looking it up right now, and are listening to the podcast, we'll just tell you, he he pled no contest to racing and reckless driving, which was connected to the deaths of a teammate and a Georgia football staffer. Uh, so that is the situation surrounding Jalen Carter. 
it is not a good situation. It's why he's gone from like surefire top three pick, right, Alyssa, down to will he fall outside the top 10? Will he be on the board when Chicago picks at number nine? Uh, so I guess like that's another big question for me for the Bears. If he does slip down now, I, if, if you ask Drew Rosenhaus, he'll tell you that there's no way he's going to fall and he's going to get picked like just like happened in this most recent mock you guys did where the, the Seahawks gobbled him up. Drew Rosenhaus says he's not going to fall, but if he does that like risk versus bargain thing, right? Like where you're making the risk on the player because of the off the field stuff going on, but the bargain because he might be the best defensive player in the entire draft. I mean, that's, that's a possibility for this kid. I mean, those Georgia defenses were freaking ridiculous the last few years and he's been right in the middle of it. So yeah, so that's, that's just a huge question to me, Alyssa, like, like whether or not Chicago is going to pull the trigger on Carter I mean, they did host him for a top 30 visit, right? So there's that. And then, you know, you got other people saying that maybe this is why the Steelers are calling the Bears because they might want to come up and get Carter. So I feel like that's like a really fascinating storyline to me, especially if he's still on the board when the Bears pick at number nine. What the Bears do? Do they pass on the player? Do they pick him or do they trade him? You know what I mean? Like that is, I think that's one of my favorite storylines coming in. One of the ones I'm most interested in. Yeah, me too. I mean, for a number of reasons, obviously I'm really interested to see how Carter like if he does fall to nine, just because I want to see first off, what are the bears going to do? Right. Cause that would tell me for real, if they, if they take him, that they feel comfortable enough after bringing him in on that top 30 visit, that they feel good about who he is as a person and that he could fit in well with this team and that they have the right coaches in place to make sure that, you know, he develops into, you know, uh, one of these high character guys on the team and a leader outside of just being a top talent, because there's no question about the talent. The thing obviously is why he's been falling down these draft boards is, you know, whether, you know, he's going to be one of those players that could, you know, just be a cancer in the locker room. Right. And that's something that we've learned from Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus fairly early on is that they are very high on those high character guys. So, I mean, it'll be really interesting to see if he is there, if they do take him, because that'll tell you a lot about what they think about him, the person, but also if he's there and they decide to pass on him, I mean, I think we could say that the Eagles would take him at 10, but then I feel like that would really show you their true feelings because kind of listening to polls talk about um, talk, talk about that situation without really naming names at the NFL owners meeting. You know, he was talking about taking the risk and how he doesn't think that the team necessarily is there right now because they're such a young team. But if you have those veterans in place that can kind of keep him in check and you know, they're still young and impressionable, he was talking about. So it really sounded like, you know, hey, we're not really going to take a chance on him. But again, this was before the top 30 visit. So depending on how that went, if they do take him, I really think that says a lot that he did what he needed to do to convince him that he's the guy. So, I mean, I myself, when I was in that situation, when he was available, I took him at nine because I'm putting myself in a, in a position where, you know, hearing the reports about, how you know the bears are still high on him and this is after the top 30 visit it really sounds like that meeting went well so if they're in a position where they're comfortable with him obviously it's a no-brainer they would take him at nine and that would just be absolutely huge for that defensive line the league's worst last year or so i mean i feel like that would be an ideal scenario obviously getting a top tackle too getting a top prospect i mean again there's no i don't think there's a situation where i'm going to be upset about what they do with that first pick. I like that. I like that take. Yeah, you're just going in here open-minded and you're going to be happy no matter what happens yeah. because there's adults in the room. Ryan, there's, this yeah. is the highest that I felt. Well, like, I mean, as a 
not, not that kind of high, but like this is the most <laughs> optimistic that I have felt uh, as a Bears fan. I mean, going into a draft too, because uh, I mean, this is Paul's second draft, his first of the first round pick. I'm excited to see what he can do. And, you know, we're in the, we're in that uh, honeymoon phase of the off season. So it's all good right now. A player like Robinson, Bijan Robinson, the running back is, is an interesting one too, because everybody, everybody's calling him like, you know, that generational talent running back, kind of like they talked about Saquon Barkley when he came into the league. But I think when you draft a running back in the top 10, you end up with the Saquon Barkley situation where he's holding out at the end of his, you know, his rookie contract. And it's like always a thing with running backs. So that would worry me a little bit with that player. I think just circling back to the Jalen Carter piece, if he's on the board at number nine, Alyssa, and Jalen Carter ends up being your pick, and that's kind of the final piece of that, you know, that big trade. You get DJ Moore, you get all those first round picks in the future, and then you end up with Jalen Carter at number nine. Oh my God, that's a home run. That's a home run. I understand the off field stuff and the concerns there. I get it. But holy crap, would that be a home run if they got Jalen Carter at number nine? So we'll, we'll just have to see if it happens. But again, that risk versus bargain thing uh, is, is something that I really, I really find uh, fascinating. So we've talked a little bit about edge. We've talked a little bit about offensive tackle. Alyssa, what what other position group would you think would make the most sense if the Bears stay put at number nine? Like if one of those corners you were talking about earlier, I think that would make a ton of sense if they went corner. That's obviously a big need as well. Like give me another position group that you think would be, you know, your your top group that makes the most sense if the Bears stay at number nine and it's not edge or tackle. I would say cornerback. I mean, I feel like it's such an underrated need this offseason because I mean the defensive line is, was that bad last year and I mean it hasn't been addressed significantly there are some nice up you know guys uh, nice veterans that have some upside that'll be nice rotational pieces but you know you really want to get you don't have a star you know at defensive t- on the inside you don't have a star on the edge so I mean I, I could see why that's been a focal point of the defense but also looking at cornerback I mean that's a position with a big question mark too not just this season but for the future because Jalen Johnson's entering a contract year. It really feels like they're going to try to re-sign him and bring him back. Um, but, you know, right now this is his last year, you know, Kyler Gordon, you know, he really had a strong end to his rookie season, but there were some bumps along the way there, but you don't have that third option at cornerback. I'm not going to have, I don't want them trotting Kendall Vildor out there for another year. Uh, like when they're, when they're in uh, their nickel defense and he's starting on the outside opposite Johnson, because we know we've seen this movie before. We know exactly what's going to happen. They're going to steer clear Jalen Johnson and they're going to attack Kendall Vildor. So, I mean, you really got to get a guy uh, on the outside or depending on if maybe you go in, maybe you find a slot, you know, a slot corner instead. And then you let Kyler just kind of be exclusively on the outside. So it, it'll be interesting to see how they address that. I think cornerback is a position that will definitely be addressed within the first three rounds of this draft. But I mean, if someone like Devin Witherspoon is there, I mean, he's my, my cornerback one in this draft class. And if he is there at nine, I mean, I would have a very hard time passing on him. (laughs) I mean, because at this point, it's not like it's going to be, you know, Jalen Carter, Devin Witherspoon, Tyree Wilson, like all three of those guys available. That's not going to happen. So, you know, but, but one of them will be, could be there, right. We could see if, you know, Carter goes and Wilson and, if, you know, depending on how the quarterback board shakes up, maybe Devin Witherspoon's there at nine. And, you know, again, how do you pass up on him? That's one that maybe he slips through the cracks if if teams are getting crazy and you see Will Levis and Anthony Richardson and, you know, all these quarterbacks going, you know, very early and teams trading up and getting these these quarterbacks. Right. And in the in the mock draft that's going on as we speak on the USA Today wire sites, 
one of the reasons you were listing the trades, Alyssa, is because Will Levis was still on the board, right? So, you know, when teams start getting nutty with these quarterbacks, it like it opens up all this stuff because guys slip through the cracks, they fall down. I think number nine is a great spot to be in. Uh, I'm just, I'm loving what the GM did. I'm loving the trade back from number one overall even more now, Alyssa. I'm just, you know, I think, uh, I think they got a chance to nail it here. And I, again, I think best case scenario, man, Jalen Carter at number nine. Oh, that'd be sweet. I'd be, ha- but I'm kind of with you. I'd be happy if they ended up with one of their top offensive tackles. I wouldn't be too pissed if that happens either. If they trade back, fine. I'm sure they'll still get somebody good. Uh, so that kind of brings us into our third annual bingo card. Should we just dive right into this, Alyssa? This has been kind of fun. I think we've had we've hit a bingo uh, both years on this. It kind of depends on which channel you're watching. Is it ESPN? Is it NFL Network? Like how are you watching your draft? Twitter, you know, I know how people are are you know getting the draft these days. Uh, but we try to make it fun. We do a three by three bingo card. This is not very like, you know, this is not very scientific. You get three, you get three rows with a, a free space in the middle. We're trying to hit bingo, right? We're trying to do it. We usually have a couple spots that are really hard to hit at least one, you know, one line. That's really one row. I should say that's, that's tough. Uh, but the rest are, are very possible. And I think, have we hit bingo? We've, we've got a bingo twice, right? We're two for two with bingos. I believe so. I know like the first time that we did our bingo card, it was uh, legendary because that was the Justin Fields draft Yes, yeah. where we had like a str- I mean, I think we got a couple of bingos actually because um, there was the one of Pace and Nagy being on the hot seat. That was definitely mentioned. Uh, Bears draft a quarterback in any round and Bears trade up the first round. I mean, we hit immediately. Yep. Top, uh, top row. There it bingo. is. <laughs> top row. And I think last year's, um, I mean, I'm pretty sure that we did. I'm trying to find. Let me show. I, I have it. I have it here. Let me see if we if we hit this. Oh yeah, I think they did. Any mention of Justin Fields, uh, a free space, and then a surprise draft pick, which was Brisker. Yeah, at, uh, yeah, they went second, second round pick. Exactly. Yep. So so that's that's a fun one. This, the uh, the Ryan Pohl surprise pick is always a, a good one, and I think we might find that on this year's card as well. Uh, so here's what we'll do. We have we'll put the the bingo card on Bears Wire for folks to check out, and it's actually it might be easier to kind of visualize if you're looking at the actual image. It's tougher with audio, but what we'll do is we'll go from row to row, from top to bottom, from the left to the right. In that top row, starting with the left square, Bears go defense with first pick. So that is edge or corner, right, Alyssa? Those are the top two defense. You know, and this is all. Really, the point of this bingo card is for uh, Thursday night for round one. The Bears should be right in the thick of this thing. So, you know, we're trying to hit bingo on on Thursday night. And then, you know, as the draft goes on day two, day three, it gets a little it gets a little hairy. I know you'll be paying it close attention, Alyssa. But for the casual fan, it gets a little hairy, you know, getting into those later rounds. And you sit in your couch all day watching all these picks go off. It's like, holy crap. Uh, But yeah, Thursday's always must see TV. I'm always on the couch for, you know. The three four hours that that's on it's it's just excellent TV, uh, so that's that's our first one. Bears go defense, and I think that's possible, right? They they could go edge, they could go corner. I could definitely see that being um, one that we can put a little button on there or tackle if Jalen Carter's there. There it is. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so that's our so that's our first square. Uh, Bears going defense with first pick, and so our second square on the top row is the Ryan Pole surprise, right? So last year. We got the surprise pick with Brisker, right? I think if they go defense, there's a chance it could be a surprise again, right? Maybe it go, maybe it's not one of those top two corners. 
Uh, maybe it's not one of those surefire uh, defensive tackles or defense or edge guys, right? Maybe it's a guy that we didn't see coming. Uh, and maybe he even trades back to get this player, right? But with the first pick, if it's a surprise, if Mel Kuyper is throwing his hands up in the air, if uh, ESPN is or, or the NFL draft guys on the NFL network, Alyssa, are just throwing their hands up in the air or Twitter's freaking out, like the Ryan Pulse surprise, he did it once. He could do it again. That's back on the board. So basically, if they, especially if he drafts Jackson Smith and Jigba or Bijan Robinson, which shouldn't happen, but if he, but if he does, I think that would be a go. surprise. Yep, I think running back or wide receiver, especially after the DJ Moore trade, would be a major surprise to me. Yeah. So if they go that route, I would be stunned, and I, I would give us credit, and and we're we we grade kind of easily when it comes to the bingo card, right? If we can get a bingo, we're going to make it happen. And here's one of the gimmies. We always have some some squares that are gimmies, Alyssa. And here's our last square in the top row. On the right side, right corner, and he mentioned a Justin Fields. So when the Bears pick comes up and they start talking about, oh, the Bears got to get better protection for Justin Fields, or the Bears got to get more playmakers for Justin Fields, or the Bears got DJ Moore, you know what I mean? As long if they mention Justin Fields in any light, you get you get that square. It's kind of like a free space. Yeah, that's because we know it's yeah. coming, right? <laughs> yeah, kind of like a free space. But the beauty or when they get to that pick, right, and they start talking. Also, this might actually this is probably going to come before the Bears are on the clock when they kick the draft off and are talking about how the Panthers traded up to number one because the Bears are so invested in Justin Fields. They're sticking with Justin Fields instead of drafting a quarterback. So now the Panthers are. So boom, there you go. I like that's that. Where. Yeah. And we'll all be paying attention for the first pick. That's always fun. So so the words Justin Fields uh get you that square. Now we go down to the middle row, starting on the left side. Uh, this one is kind of a stretch of list. You have to work with me a little bit. Any mention of Aaron Rodgers? So if they, if if you hear the words Aaron Rodgers, I think you get this square. And or any mention of the Packers like dire quarterback situation, or the Bears having a better quarterback than the Packers. You know, so, or the Bears trending in an upward direction and the Packers trending down. Yes, which is something I've been waiting for my entire fandom. I I like that. I like that. So yeah, Bears trending up, Packers trending down. Any anything there and. Again, you could give yourself credit if it's Aaron Rodgers or if it's, you know, the Packers just mess of a quarterback situation with, you know, are they going to keep Aaron Rodgers? <laughs> are they going to get the straight done with the Jets? Um, I want to throw that in because it's fun to laugh at the situation the Packers find themselves in with their stupid quarterback. So that was 100%. Yeah. yeah. So the, so that was in there. Uh, you know, those listening at home, those listening who want to play with us on, on this uh, bingo card, you can word that however you want, but we're you know, we're, we're looking to laugh at the Packers. If, if we're laughing at the Packers expense, we're taking that square. And also that's going to be a, a preview of uh, our shows uh, when the season kicks off. <laughs> exactly. 23, just, we're going to have our, our, our weekly, just making fun of the Packers segment, which I cannot wait for. I just threw that in there, Ryan. So hopefully you're on board. Cause I am, <laughs> I'm on board, but we got to be careful because the more we mock them, the better Jordan level play, you know? Oh God! It's, yeah, I'm a it, jinx. Okay, maybe maybe we make it like a, a bi-weekly. It's <laughs> it's one of those things. So <laughs> so there's our Packers square. Uh, we gotta have gotta have something fun like that. My favorite square is the one right slapping right right uh, right in the middle, <laughs> right right slap in the middle. <laughs> the free square. The free square is right in the middle. That's like your Bears wire logo. That one is right there. So that one you get no matter what. Or, or if you want to have like something to make it a little bit more challenging. You know, if they show some fans booing on the screen, I, I think the first year we had Bears fans booing <laughs> because they're so mad and fed up with their team. But then 
Ryan Pace went out and, and drafted Justin Fields. So Bears, all we saw was Bears fans crying with happiness after that trade. So Maybe we should have put crying. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, one, yeah, crying. It, that's a good one. <laughs> so that's the the middle square. And here's another one that I think is definitely a, a big possibility. We talked about it earlier. So middle row, right square, all the way to the right. Bears trade back. So that's the situation where Ryan Poles is sitting there at number nine. Teams are calling. You know, he says the phones are open and he decides to make a move back. And I think, you know, listen, we talked about, man, what a great situation it would be if he had his pick of all the offensive tackles and he could just take his top guy. As you mentioned, if all the offensive tackles are still there, he could still, he could move back and maybe still get his guy. Right. So that's still a possibility as well. So, the Bears trading back is always something you got to watch with this GM. And uh, if they do, we'll take that square. I feel like that's one of the the easier ones to on this board. Like in terms like that's not a gimme, but it's still one of the most likely ones. So, I mean, that that left side, I think so far, so far is looking good right now. Like if we're going top to bottom, that would be any mention of fields and Bears trading back. I, I think I think that one's got a shot. That one's got a shot for sure. Here's one that is more of a long shot. we got to have a couple long shots on the board, Alyssa, and this one is going to be tough. Uh, this is the bottom row on the left side. The Bears trade up or back into the first round, right? So maybe they trade. So either they trade up, you know, from that, which would be quite a maneuver, right? To go down the number nine, then up to, to another number, right? Maybe up to, I don't know, you trade up and get into the fray and pick a guy. So if the Bears trade up, I guess, in the top 10 or trade back into the first round later in the draft into the top 31 picks that is our square there that one's gonna be tough yeah that's why we put that there right we can't give you all gimmies so we had it we're like okay what's something that's a possibility but probably not going to happen and i think that's them trading back into the first round but i mean it's something that you also can never rule out the bears only have one pick inside the top 50 uh their uh, next pick after nine would be 53 in the trade they got um, for Roquan with the Ravens. So, I mean, can't rule anything out, but yeah, that's probably anything with that. You're probably not getting a bingo. <laughs> yeah. And you know, it's like you said, it's possible. You got a couple second round picks, you know, it's, it's not, you know, out of the realm of possibility or anything. I mean, they do have what they have three more picks in the top. They have 53, 61 and 64. So they have, no, those are, those are three picks that, you know, you can package a couple of those together maybe, or package one of your, uh, one of your fourth rounders and move back into the first round. I could, I could see that happening, but again, I don't think so. <laughs> I don't but think hey, so. If this was, if Brian Pace was still the GM, I would say, hell yeah, that's on board. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is definitely a, that that's a most likely going to happen kind of thing. <laughs> but adults have entered the room now and we don't have to worry about yeah. them doing anything stupid. Uh, so I mean, you have, you have all these picks, just, just make your picks. You're doing, you're doing great. Uh, okay. So middle, Middle square on the bottom row, again, going from left to right, uh, any Ryan Poles praise. So anyone talking up Ryan Poles, pumping his tires, Alyssa, saying how great of a job he's doing, um, praising his trade with the uh, with the Panthers at number one overall there, you get that square. Which I feel like that's a gimme too. We've already heard it so far. And, you know, when you get to the Bears pick at nine and you're talking about, well, how'd they go from one to nine? And you talk about that entire uh, that haul that they got, including DJ Moore, a number one receiver for Justin Fields. Boom, look, we just got two squares. Mentioned Justin Fields and Ryan Poles praise. Right there. <laughs> there it is. 
There it is. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe if for the Ted Lasso fans out there, call him the Wonder Kid, you know, the Wonder Kid, Ryan Poles, like oh anything, God, yeah. yeah, anything like that, uh, you get that square. And, but again, this one's going to be tough because the Bears have to trade up at some point in the first round or, or trade into the first round back in. So um, it's going to be tough to get a bingo going left to right here on the bottom, but we're going to stick with it. And our final square is Bears going offensive tackle with the first pick because I just think that is that is the most mocked right i think if we're looking at we're going with our you know we're you know we're getting the uh the eyes spinning emoji right just like oh man all these mock drafts Alyssa, you're just kind of at the end of the mock draft season it's like oh thank god the real thing's coming i could start talking about the real thing i can't do the mock drafts anymore well i think more often than not offensive tackles are getting mocked to the bears at number nine uh you just drafted paris johnson in in your usa today uh wire sites mock draft so uh offensive tackles hot so we have to have that on the square, right? So we'll see if we can get that one. Yeah. And when I'm looking at this bingo card too, like there's a few really likely possibilities to get bingo, especially kind of going uh, vertically. Um, I have the one that's on the right side going top to bottom. Any mention of fields, the bears trade back and the bears get an offensive tackle at the first, like, I feel like I like that line. I like that row. Right yep. There. Yep. Cause you I get think- like when they're trading back, boom, you get Broderick Jones, you get Darnell, right? I don't because I don't think Paris Johnson or, or Pete Skronsky would still be there. So there you go. Boom. Bingo. <laughs> and yeah. then your night's done. <laughs> so the bingo, I, I, the bingo card is gets more exhausting, Alyssa, every year we do it. I don't know why. Maybe it's just because I'm getting older every year that we do this to do the show. But, <laughs> but it's so fun. Right? I know it is. I'm out of breath. I'm exhausted <laughs> for doing the bingo card this year. Uh, so there it is. Uh, the official bingo card. It's tough when you have like a competent organization. It was more fun when we could make fun of people. Uh, but we, so true. but hopefully we can make fun of the Packers. That's why we had to have that one in there. So uh, again, folks should go to the Bears Wire site, uh, and Alyssa does a great job uh, always putting up a story with the podcast and the bingo card in it, and that's how fans can uh, can check that thing out. And then you know, let us know if you you like the bingo carder. Let us know if you think it sucked. We'll, we'll yeah, take. Let us know we'll, if you get a bingo. Yes, exactly. Right? Let it. Let us know, and then. <laughs> We'll try to contrive a way at least to to get one when we come back on the show to uh to break things down and in a couple of weeks I don't think we'll have a show next week because we got to let the draft play out right Alyssa so we'll let the draft play out and then we'll come back on here and uh, break things down but I got to tell you I, I'm just excited for the real thing I, I'm I'm excited for the real thing I'm done with mock draft season I feel like I've I'm struggling to even talk about these anymore because my again the, the eye spinning emoji so. Um, I can't wait for the real thing. Thursday night of NFL draft is one of my favorite nights of the sporting nights of the year. Uh, so I'm here for, but what, what should folks be looking for over the next week on bears wire? Is there something happening over the next week in the next week or two? Is there, I mean, it's just pretty <laughs> slow. Draft? Yeah, uh, plenty of draft coverage, obviously. Duh. That's what I've been doing nonstop. It feels like for the last two, three months, but it's so much fun. Uh, I'm like I said, I'm excited for it to be over and uh, just, just to kind of see, I want to see who they get. Cause there's just so many scenarios going through my head. I don't want to get a t- too attached to something, right? Like want something that I want to happen, you know, it's, it's and it's always really fun uh, to go back and look at all these predictions. Cause you know, we'll be having plenty of content where everyone on the bears wires uh, site, we're going to be predicting who, what we think they're going to do with the first pick. Um, and just kind of going back and seeing like how that played out, seeing like all these predictions right now, about the quarterbacks and, you know, how the board falls, like, you know, does Jalen Carter fall or were we just kind of like being silly? Of course that wasn't going to happen. So, I mean, I just, I'm excited for it to get done. 
I want to I want to welcome this new uh, group of bears to the team, and I'm excited though. I mean, like I'm ready for it to be done, but I also I do enjoy it. The only day I do not enjoy is day three because <laughs> it's nonstop. <laughs> and you're looking up like who who would they pick? What? Huh? Who? You know? So yeah, but, you like, get there was, there was a, scena- a situation last year too where like because of the trades that polls made, he had like what there were four picks going into day three, and then it turned into like. 10 or something 10, yeah yeah it's crazy and i'm looking i'm like texting my team i'm like okay guys we're going into war here you ready because there are some that were back to back and i'm like okay we got this but i and then there's undrafted free agency after that so i'm gonna enjoy days one and two and then you know str- you know suit up for battle i guess on day three so I like but that. i mean ryan i you know i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you what is your prediction your final prediction for the Bears at pick nine. What do you think uh, ultimately happens there for them? Oh, that's that's a great question. Put me on the spot a little bit, Alyssa, but uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm the one asking the questions here. What are you doing? What are you doing playing I host? I turn the table. I like that. I think, okay, so I'll hedge a little bit and ride the fence. Uh, that's, you know, that's what a good, that's what a good facilitator does. You know, <laughs> you just, you just ride the fence as much as possible. I think my, my dream best case scenario for them is to get Jalen Carter at number nine. I think that would be, I, I understand the risk there, but I just think that would be such a home run, you know, piggybacking that off the trade back from number one, getting that haul and then ending up with Jalen Carter, who should have been picked in the top three anyway. Uh, if not for this, you know, this off the field stuff, which is, again, I take seriously, but I just, if we're talking football, I mean, I think the player could be a home run. So I think that's my, my dream scenario, but I, I like the tackle you picked on the mock draft and I don't want to be corny and, or, you know, you know, do a cop out or anything, but I think Paris Johnson played with Justin Fields. They have the Ohio State connection. Uh, he He's your favorite uh, offensive tackle, and I think maybe that's why I like him because I read your stuff on Bears Wire, Alyssa, but I think the Ohio State connection, the obvious need there for the Bears, and uh, the fact that they could take their guy, and if, if Paris Johnson's the top guy on their board and he's there at number nine, I mean, I, I, think, I think that makes sense because of the connection to Fields. So I think that's where I'm going to go. I think, I think Jalen Carter could be off the board, so I think my official prediction is is Paris Johnson, uh, but my dream my dream scenario is, is Jalen Carter. So how is that for riding the fence? I mean, eventually Ryan, we will disagree about something, but I mean, but like usual, we're on the same page. <laughs> that is the dream, like you mentioned. Just like you kind of think about, you know, we were thinking back to before the number one pick was traded and before Jalen Carter's off-field issues, the Bears were linked to taking him at one. Yeah, we talked about him at nauseum. Yeah. Yeah, oh my gosh. And if you somehow manage to get him at nine and you have DJ Moore and more draft picks, I mean, Ryan Poles is going to be like Kevin Costner in draft day. I mean, just an absolute <laughs> winner. It's like, just... I, I, where he's like, I effing love this job, man. I mean, like, I could definitely see a little snare like that. So, I mean, that is the dream there. But like you said, I think I'm more kind of accepting that I mean, it's not necessarily playing it safe when you're protecting your quarterback because this is the same offensive line that gave it 55 sacks in 15 games last year on Justin Fields. So, I mean, offensive tackle, it might seem like a safe pick at this point, but you do what you got to do to protect the future and the franchise. So I'm good with that pick too. So, I mean, but again, Jalen Carter's there. I'm taking him. 100%. (laughs) You have to. You have to. And man, what a home run that would be. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, you nailed it. So uh, one day we'll disagree, Alyssa, but I have to stop reading, reading your stuff on bears wire all the time because then I, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And then that's where I kind of formulate my stuff. So my opinions, 
are kind of based on your your uh, your excellent analysis on Bears Wire. So that's kind of where it comes from. So I'll have to read some other site maybe before a podcast and get some enemy takes and come at you one of these days. But um, no, just kidding. I can't. I can't help it. You're my favorite Bears writer. I just have to. I just have to say. Oh. I just have to put it out there into the into the universe. You're my favorite Patriots fan. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, maybe when the Bears and Patriots play again, because like we did kind of. I mean. No, we actually agreed on that too, and we thought the Bears didn't get their their asses kicked. So and yeah, that didn't happen. You're welcome, Bears fans. You you <laughs> you you crap all over my Patriots. You know, play a great game on national TV, crush my Patriots, and then go on to lose every single game and get the first pick. Right. So that was just like. You, and Justin you're Fields, you know, just setting like breaking records. Exactly. Exactly. Right every week. You start I mean, playing this like really entertaining scenario. brand of football that's like you want to watch the Bears, but you don't win. So you just keep on like you just keep tanking down the list, but you, you're playing decent football. You're in all these games, but you don't win. And it's just like, what is going on here? But yeah, it all started in Foxborough that night. You're welcome, Bears fans. On behalf uh, of Bears fans everywhere, we thank you, Ryan, and yes, your Patriots. Of and course. we thank Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. Or actually we thank uh, Bill Belichick actually for like creating that drama in the first place. So thank <laughs> that, you, Bill. Appreciate I mean, it. That game was freaking insane with Mac Jones starting and then throwing that bad pick and then Zappy comes in, the Patriots scored those touchdowns, and the game got wild, and then the Bears kind of took over in the second half. It was that was a wild game. That was a that was a fun game. And Brisker taking a shot to the groin and then picking off Mac Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that game had everything. It did. That was great. <laughs> that was great. So all right, Alyssa, I think that that's our draft preview episode. I hope fans enjoyed it. Um, I don't know. I feel exhausted. Like I said, I don't know if I was on top of my game uh for this episode, but uh we did our best, right? All you could do is guess. All you could do is throw stuff against the wall uh, and uh, and see what happens on draft day. I really don't know what Ryan Poles is going to do. Uh, and I think that's what makes that's what makes Thursday so fun. We have no idea what he's going to do, Alyssa. So I'm just going to sit back and enjoy it and probably be surprised. Yeah, and that's the thing, too, is, you know, we've talked about, like, Ryan Poles kind of being transparent, like, now, which is, like, a complete 180 from Ryan Pace. But at the same time, while like, you know, Ryan Poles is here and he's kind of like being so forthcoming and open, he's also like not telling us what he's doing at <laughs> no. the same time. And I'm like, he's very good like, at that. I, like, he's kind of like coaxing us into being like, okay, yeah, okay, maybe I think I know what you're doing. Wait, no, I actually have no idea what you're going to do. So, I mean, it's fun. It's going to be like, you know, waking up on Christmas morning and seeing what happens. Uh, oh, man, I'm excited. I'm ready for it. I'm just ready for the draft. I'm ready for Thursday. No, I mean, not this Thursday, but next Thursday. I'm ready for that first day, especially because this is only, I think, the second time in the last five years that the Bears will have a first-round pick. And the last one was Justin Fields. It'll be fun next year when we have two. You know, that'll oh, be fun. Yes. That'll be a nice change. So, Oh, man, those moth drafts are going to be fun. Yeah, the bingo card will have a little, some <laughs> some new some nuances to it. That'll be good. You know? We're going to need like a four-by-three uh, like four instead of a three-by-three. Yeah, three we'll have to work a little harder on the draft bingo card next year. <laughs> so so that's Alyssa Barbieri. Check out all her stuff on Bears Wire. Get your draft fix, your Bears draft fix on the Bears Wire site over the next week. Uh, that's where you want to be. I'm Ryan O'Leary. We appreciate you as always. Go get bingo. We'll talk to you next time. And as always, bear down. This USA Today Sports Podcast has been presented by USA Today's Sports Media Group and is available in your favorite podcast store. Make sure to subscribe for weekly updates. 
The latest fantasy picks from Corey Bonini and the Huddle Podcast. Inside the Weekly Line with Sportsbook Wire's Jeff Clark and Eston McLaren. And the Bet Slippin' Podcast. We'll see you again next week.